Welcome to episode five of Sound Stories, a Seattle soccer podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Davis, and our guest this week is Stefan Fry, current goalkeeper for the Seattle Sounders. I'll be talking to Stefan about the fan culture in Seattle, his time in Toronto, and how he thinks MLS has improved since he entered the league in 2009. Thanks for coming, Stefan. Um, I appreciate you doing this. First, why don't you tell me a little bit about how you got uh, into your professional soccer career and then how you made your way to the Sounders? Sure. Um, so I was born in Switzerland and I, I lived there for 15 years, kind of went through the youth academy ranks like that. And uh, my family, we moved to uh, uh, San Francisco Bay Area when I was 15 and kind of had to reboot and, and start from scratch in terms of soccer. Um, but quickly went through the um, clubs, club ranks with ODP, went all the way to region, um, went to high school at Dale LaSalle. Um, which is famous for its football program, but uh, it kind of gave me decent exposure as well. And uh, I was able to go to Cal, um, where I spent four years. I redshirted my freshman year. And after um, a couple decent seasons there, I, um, I got uh, approached by the MLS uh, to, to try to sign a GA deal, um, which I did. And I turned pro in 09 and got selected in the draft by Toronto, where I spent five years, um, which was a great a great time. Uh, I was very fortunate because I was able to play early on as a goalkeeper. That's pretty rare, but um, it helped me tremendously. And uh, after those five years, I uh, I was traded to uh, Seattle, and this is my third year with the team now. Great. And what what's kind of the difference in the culture, um, soccer culture of Toronto and Seattle? Do you see any major differences in how the city interacts with soccer and the team? Um, the biggest thing that would stick out to me would be the media. I think um, the media in Toronto can be quite negative. Um, as an example, I remember having a, um, we were having a game at home, a CONCACAF game, and uh, I think we won the game 3-1, to one, and um, one of our players had a hat-trick. And I didn't play the game, or, or backup at the time, Milos Kocic played, and uh, in about the 85th minute or so, he... He made a mistake and that led to the goal. But um, you know how uh, all the players are available at the end of the me- at the end of the game um, or after the game, and and all literally all of the media guys went to the goalkeeper, and I was I was furious because we had a guy who who scored a hat trick, and we had one guy who made a small mistake, and you choose the story, and they all chose the the negative one. So I think that's the big difference to to Seattle. I've always said that it's a very, very positive city and it's not just the fans and the, and the players and everything. It's also the media. Hmm. And and even though you never played professionally abroad, you experienced the soccer culture, I'm sure, mm-hmm. as a kid. And and I'm sure you've, you've paid attention to this stuff too. What do you see the differences in um, maybe MLS uh, media culture as a, as a whole, but also S- Seattle specifically? Is it something similar to what you see in Europe or is it kind of more like Toronto in Europe? Um, I would say it's maybe a little bit more like Toronto just because, uh, well, let's be, let's be real. I think the MLS, because there's no relegation, um, teams kind of have that safety, if you will. You know, you can have a you can have a terrible season, but you're still going to be playing in a top division in in, in 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 the U.S. or in North America. I mean, in in Europe, that can be the end for a club. You know, you get relegated and uh, funding goes away and uh, investors uh, don't want to invest anymore, and that's the end of it. So. Uh, I get it. Then you you got you gotta you gotta ask the tough questions. You there's mm-hmm. no time to to kind of uh, wait and make this a project. You gotta you gotta make sure you you stay up. So in that aspect, maybe it's more it's closer to the way um, media, especially the way it, I found it was in Toronto. But um, as as a player, um, I love the positivity. Um, I think negativity 
it is, is simply that it's negative. Uh, trust me, uh, we, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. You know, we, we know when we make mistakes, um, we don't like to lose. <laughs> um, so when you have people making a story about how you just made the, the mistake that cost your team uh, um, uh, a very, very vital three points or whatever it is, and it's not going to feel good. Um, you try to avoid those that wa are reading or, or, mm -hmm. or, or watching the videos or, or whatnot, but um, you know when it's out there. So uh, it's better when you know that, th that there's support out there, mm -hmm. um, when people have your back. Uh, I understand that media needs to um, stay neutral and, and should report, you know, when there's mistakes, and uh, but also report when there's good things happening. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, um, and then, and then I think the fans will, will will take that over and make it a positive because ultimately they are the ones that support the team, and and they're very very loud here in Seattle mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, and since you first entered the league, um, you said two thousand nine, was it? Correct. Um, how has the quality on the field changed, both in terms of the players out there and just the overall style and quality of soccer you see played out there? It's definitely changed. Um, it's I, I think uh, I always said and it's still it still is is the case um, the league is a very physical league you know you have some very very athletic players in this team in, in this league in, this, in North America period you know um, tactically and um, yeah tactically and technically we probably still have a ways to go but it's definitely getting better um, and I think you see, see more and more teams trying to either play uh, formations that cater to ball possession or, or simply just trying to possess the ball more playing out of the back rather than lumping the ball out of the back and, mm -hmm. and praying and chasing balls down. Uh, it still has a ways to go, but um, I think I think it's made some, some good good improvements over the years. Do you think that quality shift on the field has been uh, one of the factors in bringing in more and more players at the peak of their careers and more and more players of quality, not just uh, you know older players but younger prospects and stuff? Absolutely, and it's, it's, it's the perfect point because, um, I mean, you know the David Beckham's and and whatnot. They were vital to the growth of this league, and and they they did their job. You know, and it was an honor to play against him. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he scored on me, but at least I can say David <laughs> Beckham scored on me, right? <laughs> um, but but now, like you're saying, you know, you have Giovinco, you have Ladero, you have all these guys who are who are in their prime almost, and uh, and choosing to be here, and uh, quickly realizing that this isn't just uh, an easy an easy league for them to kind mm -hmm. of. Uh, walk circles or run circles around other players um it gives credibility i think to to the league not just in in north america where we're competing with other sports but also in europe and other places um and uh, the interest i think is coming more and more i mean uh, my brother lives in zurich and he's uh he's he's able to watch games on eurosport uh, constantly you know so that exposure is fantastic uh and it comes with obviously having players like Giovinco and other guys uh in the league yeah, uh, you say you have family still in Switzerland, and I'm sure you have friends too. Do you have you ever had any players contact you about uh, MLS in general? You know, asking if they should make a move or asking about certain types of it or anything. Um, no, not contacting me personally, but uh, God, when was this? Uh, I think in 2012, at the end of the season, I I went over to Liverpool and trained with mm -hmm. uh, with Liverpool for for the off season for about a week, and. Uh, Eating lunch with all those players, I mean, they would just bombard me with MLS <laughs> questions. You know, so how does this work? How does that work? What if I want to yeah. move over there? I mm -hmm. mean, maybe at that point they were still thinking that it was a retirement league. Yeah. And uh, you know, at the end of their careers, they would kind of go over and have yeah. the the U.S. experience. And, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, that the the um, the curiosity was definitely there for sure. Yeah. 
do you think those those types of players uh, have shifted their mindset as well into it being less of a retirement league, or do you kind of think players abroad still have that view? Um, I I think I think some of the players have realized maybe hearing back from other other guys who have actually made made the jump over that you know it's not a joke, especially you know as players get older. Maybe their technique and the, and their the tactical awareness is still there, but mm -hmm. maybe the body starts to go a little bit. And especially in our league, like I said, where you have a lot of athletic monsters mm -hmm. playing, um, if you if you can't keep up with them, your technique isn't really going to help you that much. So, mm -hmm. um, I think guys have realized that. You know, maybe not to call them out, but for example, Lampard, it took him quite a while to mm -hmm. to get fit and to kind of get going. But and now that you know he's working his butt off. You can see he's he's got that quality, mm -hmm. but he's got to make sure that athletically and 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 uh, uh, the you know the the effort that he's putting in that it's 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 there. Yeah. What do you think the league can do to start attracting more players like that? Obviously, the the style of play and stuff changes. That's not as necessarily able to be dictated by the league itself. But what could MLS do uh, to kind of shift that mindset from other players? Because you know fully well how good the league is, but it takes more than just telling somebody to change that mindset. Um, it's going to take time, you know. This is such a young, uh, young league, and uh, I think I think that the market that we should look at would probably be South America, Central America, you know, because mm -hmm. uh, who knows? Maybe some of those players are going to try to look at MLS as a springboard to go to Europe. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, we can't really compete with 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 that market over there in Europe, you know, and the the, the sums of money that are mm -hmm. getting tossed around there—that's just a different. Yeah. a different beast right now but uh that's okay you know know your place um and, and we're heading the right direction mm -hmm. um but i think uh you know ladero is a good example um torres ramon torres uh, is another one um those are all players that are not just coming here because they think they can kind of uh, take it easy mm -hmm. but they're, they're looking at it as a challenge and 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 something that's going to help uh their career wherever it may take them yeah definitely well shifting more to um the sounders specifically and kind of the season what What's been the difference um, for you personally, how you train, but also how the team as a whole trains uh, under Brian Schmetzer rather than under Ziggy Schmidt? Is there a, a clear, distinct difference to you and how he prepares for matches and how he operates on the training pitch? Um, you know, tactically, we've worked on a couple of things that he wants to do differently, obviously. And, and but but I think the main thing is uh, uh, Schmetzer is, a, is, is a, a player's coach. You know, he. He he likes to always say, you know, I don't mind, I don't want to micromanage, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, what he's trying to say, I think, is I want to give you all the tools to make your own decision. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that's a really nice thing because uh, you know he he's trying to help you, but he's not telling you what to do and and kind of taking that choice away from you. And I think that's what makes players grow, you know, mm -hmm. because then they realize, okay, that this is this is my these are my options. This is the situation now. I I take this choice and I make this choice. Obviously, there's there's some growing pains, but mm -hmm. uh, I think that's what's going to ultimately make better uh, make better players. And uh, also, if you if you have that kind of coach, you have a lot of respect for that coach because he's showing to you that, or he's proving to you that he has a lot of respect for its, for his players. Yeah, and for you personally, was it a pretty seamless transition with Schmetzer having been on the staff the entire time you're here? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm I'm a goalkeeper, so we're we're our own breed, <laughs> our own family. Yeah. Um, with, with Tom Dutra, we've always done our own thing. Um. But uh, I knew Schmetz. I've known Schmetz for a while now, so uh, uh, pretty seamless. And yeah. uh, sometimes it's an issue, you know, when you have someone from within the staff getting getting uh, promoted, if you will, mm -hmm. 
you know, sometimes maybe that coach was a little too close to players, but there hasn't been a problem like that. You know, I think yeah. there's there's a lot of respect, mutual respect between players and coach. Cool. That's great. And another thing too that that I know you've you've been a little vocal about and you've done stuff with the club recently is as you like you're an artist. You like to you like to draw, you like to to be creative. Uh what does that do for you as a soccer player? Something different off the field? Is it like a stress relief for you? Is it something that is kind of like a, a hobby? What is it for you? It's a combination of of all those things. Um, for one, you know, as much as in my art, I try to surrender to just letting things happen, and uh, I, I still try to be a perfectionist even in my art. Mm-hmm. But but I know that if I make a mistake, or it's probably not even a mistake, it can lead to something beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, um, in my position as a goalkeeper, that's usually not the case. <laughs> So it's a nice little thing, and uh, I've always enjoyed art. Of you know, since a little kid, started doodling around, and uh, and it's been it's been becoming a bit more serious. And yeah. but I really enjoy it. I have a great time. Yeah, and you recently helped out the team in Delta, right, with the the banner that was presented last night. How did that come about, and what all did you do to work on that? I think it started. Um, you know, I did a couple other things before. I did uh, posters mm-hmm. about people last year, and then I, I designed a shirt for the launch of our jerseys. Um, with Adidas uh, early this year, and I think that kind of led to to the bigger pro del- bigger mm-hmm. Delta project uh, fabric of Sounders FC, and um, I was just given a clean canvas, a, a pretty pretty big <laughs> clean canvas, yeah, um, and uh, just uh, tried to to put in some some things, keeping in mind that uh, some of these sections would go out into the community, and they would actually then mm-hmm. um, be involved in in actually putting paint on the canvas. Um, but uh, it was really neat to see that thing come to yeah. life um, because I just designed it on a computer, you mm-hmm. know. But it's it's a different thing, especially when it's such a big on such yeah. a big scale to actually put it all together. Um, but I know a lot of the people that I were involved were actually at the game yesterday, and even they enjoyed seeing their own art displayed like that. Yeah, it was really cool. It was neat. It was it's cool to see not just the community being involved with that, but players too, because it makes it even more personal. Rather than just you know another banner or yeah, something like that, so sure. that's great. Thank you. Um, well, next two, uh, we'll get we'll get into kind of the meat of it. And so, what's a story um, about your time with the founders that really stands out to you? Whether it's a game, whether it's an interaction with a fan, uh, what's something that you'd like people to know about that that's meant a lot to you since you arrived in Seattle? Um, I, I might have shared this story before, but it's still one that that is valid, and 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 it's just a kind of shows exactly how I, th- I feel about the city and it's uh when I actually didn't even play for this t- this team to begin with and it was my first uh first game in Seattle with Toronto and knowing that it was going to be a big crowd and whatnot my my brother and my mom came out and my brother actually was uh, uh had just had surgery for his knee uh, he tore his ACL so he was on crutches mm. but um my brother had been to many many places uh where I had away games as as a Toronto player so he kind of knew um, how other places were, but um, just the response that they gave me afterwards, saying that this was the the most friendly place, even for them. You know, people were trying to show them the way, where to go, offering to take uh, pictures. Uh, just very, very positive, even even to an away supporter, <laughs> um, is something that I was like, wow, that's that's really neat. You know, I expected it to be very hostile, but mm-hmm. uh, even even as an opponent playing in a stadium, I think it's it's not re- the chance aren't really. The most of the chance aren't directed at you; mm-hmm. they're directed yeah. at the home team to make them grow, and ultimately that's what kind of suffocates you as a as as an opponent. It's not really things strictly or 
r- targeted right mm-hmm. at you. But um, so that positive p- positivity is is one thing that I've 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 known about the city from the from I mean before I even moved here, and uh, it's been validated ever since I got here. Did that positivity play any role in your desire or at least you know acquiescence to come to Seattle? Did you kind of consider that the the fan culture here? Um, yeah, that that was one aspect. Uh, the biggest thing was uh, for one the the confidence that uh, the coaching staff seemed to have in me mm-hmm. um, at a, at a time where I you know had gone uh, through a bit of uh, a rough spell. Um, and, and also just a track record of the team, you know, knowing that they've gone to the playoffs consistently, had won lots of uh, Open Cup trophies, uh, always been in the hunt. Um, you want to be part of a successful team. And uh, um, I think if you're looking at uh, all of MLS, uh, the Sounders are one of the most successful teams when it comes to being consistently being uh, being up there. Mm-hmm. And in your time, either with Toronto or with the Sounders, are there any other stadium uh cultures, stadium, atmospheres that, that stand out to you? Or is, is Seattle just at the top of that? Um, I think Seattle's up there. But, uh, um, I mean, you have to give it to, to other places as well. Like, you know, uh, the Portland Timbers have a, a phenomenal uh, atmosphere in their stadium. Their, their support is fantastic. It's a very hostile place to go to and play, especially as a rival. Um, uh, just revisited for the very first time since I actually um, – uh, left that team uh, up in Toronto you know I mean they've they've they've, they've changed that stadium quite mm-hmm. a lot I mean I didn't really recognize certain sections of it but it looks fantastic it's very unique with uh, that flat roof on the one side um, and their support's always been fantastic as well um, you know and you have you have other teams Orlando is is, is got a very great go- great great following um, mm-hmm. there's there's numerous teams out there right now that are enjoying uh, lots of love uh, and hopefully it's going to continue yeah that's great and last thing um uh, not just in terms of atmosphere or in terms of the the experience of playing the game, but in your almost three years here in Seattle, what's been your favorite game? What's been the one that's mattered the most to you? Um, no doubt, winning Supporters Shield. Yeah, uh, to me, that's I mean, coming from Europe, that would be the big the big trophy, and um, I still think it's the most difficult one to get, even in this league. Um, you consistently have to mm-hmm. play good, um, and. It just the way it came down as well, you know, having those back-to-back games against LA, who were the other team that were kind of in the hunt, mm-hmm. going down there first and uh, tight game, uh, but coming home and knowing that it was uh, it was up to us at home to to win that thing, and then doing it in front of our fans was uh, was probably the highlight of my career. Yeah, that's great. That was quite the atmosphere there too. That was a great game. But thanks again, Stefan. I really appreciate it. Um, these were great and. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see you out there soon. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. I'm Spencer Davis, and thanks for listening to Episode 5 of Sound Stories, a Seattle soccer podcast. Special thanks to 710 ESPN Seattle and Seattle Sounders FC. To be sure not to miss future episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play and catch all of my Seattle Sounders coverage on 710sports.com.